0: Hey Senda. Hey, Phil. You want to play a game?
1: Uh, don't you mean talk about games?
0: Not tonight. And welcome to a very special episode of Panda's Playing games? (laughs) I'm one of your hosts, the GM, Phil. (laughs) And I am your other
1: host, the player, Senda. The player. The (laughs) player.
0: I'm a player. All right, what do we do? Senda, what is going on?
1: (laughs) So tonight we are going to do something different, and we did want to talk about it a little bit first, right? So recently I started a new job as many of you are aware. And it has been crazy and cool and good. And also, Phil has moved to a new role at his office. Congratulations, Phil.
0: Thank you. It's, well uh, it's crazy and good as, uh, I know. as well.
1: Yep, it is all of those things, right? So both of those things have come with a lot of new work and learning new stuff and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, which has meant that we're both doing a lot of cognitive load stuff at work. That we're not really, frankly, accustomed to doing because we were both, you know, well-learned and versed in what we were doing before. We didn't have to think about it super hard. Now we're both having to really, really, really think about it every day. <laughs> so we're a little bit more worn out about thinking. Than usual. Than usual.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I got to the point where I was feeling a bit burnt out about writing show notes, which um, which is never good. Right, like that's usually a sign that um, it's time to do something different to kind of um, you know reinvigorate the show, Um, and so uh, there was an idea that you and I have had for a while, Um, and uh, we just we we shelved it for a long long time, and we just like we keep coming back to it, and yeah. Yeah, we'd keep coming back to it and be like, oh, it's so cool. And then we'd like put it away and not do anything with it.
1: Be like, not, so not anyway, yet. We, just, we, c- we don't have time for another podcast.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, we don't have time for another podcast, which is true. We don't we have don't. time for another podcast. <laughs> what we do have is the ability to kind of do things differently on our current podcast. right? So tonight, what we wanted to start doing is we want to start adding some actual play to the show.
1: Yeah. But to be clear... We don't actually want to just flip this show over to only an AP because I already have an AP and this show doesn't need to be that show. They are still distinct shows in my mind. And Phil is already doing exploratory play on Misdirected Mark now. So we don't really want to overlap with that either.
0: Yeah, we don't want to do we don't want to do that here. No,
1: no, because that's not really what we do either. So what we want to do is some GMing advice and some AP, right? AP meaning actual play, if you guys haven't fallen into that category before. So the GMing advice will either be a question from our topic bin or directly um, something that we think might be sort of related to what we're doing, or something that we know kind of came up in play that that we expect to come up in the session that we're doing or that something that came up in the previous session that we just played. Right. So we're going to relate it directly to the game that we are playing. So you're seeing it like in practice and in discussion.
0: Yeah. So to be a hundred percent clear, our goal is we would like to tie the first half of the show, which will be some talk about GMing advice to either what we played the week before or what we think is going to come up in the session that we're about we're about to play. Yes. Or in the absence of those, we we still have our our bin of topics and we'll just pull one out of that and we may even just try to incorporate it into uh what we're playing that night. Yes. Yeah. There. So like that.
1: Like that. So it's it's going to may, remain a GMing advice show with live examples. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is like uh, this is like in college when you take chemistry class and there's a lab, right? right? Like, <laughs> like we've done so much of the lecture. Now we're going to go to the lab and right. actually see some of this in action.
1: Right? Exactly. Hopefully,
0: <laughs> this also does something else, um, which is completely selfish uh, for the two of us. Which is, <laughs> it is it gives us a chance to game together, which is something that we don't really often get to do. Like, we do some play testing together and if we're lucky at at the occasional con if our tables aren't full we get a to game together but for the most part like you and i don't actually get to game together we have like two separate gaming groups in two separate states yep and so this is actually a chance for us to um kind of chill and uh and do some uh gaming
1: yeah which is exciting we're excited yeah, th- about it and we so we hope you guys are excited about it, too. <laughs> we promise that it's not going to be Smash Man and Skill Monkey.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. We didn't even talk. Well, we'll get to that in a second. There might have been some fear about that when people heard us talk right. about it. It's definitely not it's that. It's
1: definitely not that. <laughs> Put your fears Although to there
0: rest. were some Smash Man and Skill Monkey fans. I was, so, was kind of nervous. Like, that was some bad AP. <laughs>
1: it was intentionally terrible.
0: It was really terrible. It was really bad. That's not what we're doing here. No,
1: definitely not. (laughs) Good. Anyway, so, Phil, having laid all of that out, what is our GMing topic for today?
0: Yeah, so, uh, since we're going to kick off a game, uh, we're going to start with a session zero. What? And that's what we're going to talk about first, is we're going to talk about, briefly talk about it, and then we're going to go do it. Yep. So, session zero is called that because it is the session that takes place before your campaign is to begin. And Session Zero is used to set expectations about the game that we're going to play and kind of define our boundaries of play. Uh, and it's a discussion between all the players, often facilitated by the GM, but everybody has an input, right? Players and GMs alike have an input as, as you go through this. Uh, and the goal of Session Zero is to come away with everyone having the same expectations about what we're going to play because... If if you've picked up anything in the last hundred and twenty seven episodes, mismatch expectations accounts for like I don't know seventy percent of all gming problems. It's a lot,
1: and 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 communication it, it, and stuff that is really solved by communicating this you know upfront.
0: Yeah, so a good session zero like good session zero minimizes this problem yes um by kind of level setting everybody and getting everybody you know on the same page now in the kink world this would just be a called a straight up negotiation right like session zero is a uh is the gamer term but it, this is the exact same thing in the kink world as a negotiation and you would do this with um the people that you were going to be in a scene with where you would set boundaries expectations limits all of those things
1: right because as it turns out out as we know from misdirected mark the after show the Venn diagram uh, between kink and RPGs is actually quite astonishingly like it's almost too like there's some bits that hang out the sides right? Just
0: just some edges right? Just (laughs) Just some
1: edges
0: (laughs) and then if you wanted to throw a run fair on top of that it's like I
1: was going (laughs) to say if you wanted to throw like project management in like just sneak it in from the bottom (laughs) sure (laughs)
0: So, (laughs) now, after we've had the Session Zero talk, of course things can change while we play the game, but that's going to be more of a function of campaign management. And and that's the thing that you do during the course of of your campaign, is to kind of check to see if your Session Zero assumptions still apply. And then if they don't, you kind of make your changes accordingly. Now, all of that said, would you like to start our first our, our first AP out with our first session 0.
1: Uh heck yeah. Should we let them in on the secret though? What's the secret? The secret is that we may have planned some of this already.
0: <laughs> so again, we've had this idea for a while. So some of this got discussed, but I I did actually for the sake of being complete actually wrote out my session zero notes for this. So, in our show notes, for those of who, for those of you who are patrons who can get access to our show notes, you will actually see what I would actually have in my OneNote drive if I was preparing this as a just as a campaign for my home group.
1: Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. Carry on. I'm super excited to talk about this. Cool.
0: All right, so the first thing we have to do because we've only—I don't even think we've told anybody what we're playing yet. No,
1: we haven't. <laughs> is
0: right. We, we would we would have this talk now. There could be leading up to session zero. There could be a lot of different ways we've picked our game, and we actually settled on this one a while ago. Uh, we're going to play Dungeon World, and since we're going to play one on one, one GM, one player, uh, we're going to actually use the legacy weapon which is a supplement I wrote a year or two ago. Yeah,
1: which is a pretty cool supplement that I haven't gotten the opportunity to play yet. So to give you guys an idea, the cover text, right, to give you a taste of what to expect... The Legacy Weapon is a companion playbook for Dungeon World. The GM provides the player the Legacy Weapon playbook, works with the player to create the weapon, and then plays out their adventure with the artifact in in their hands. The Legacy Weapon is designed to supplement the moves of a single character, allowing them to have heroic adventures of their own. Inspired by Jason from the Discern Realities podcast and the skill sharing from Mark Richardson's Headspace, the Legacy Weapon is a great way to create a night of fun with a single player or a campaign about a string of wielders who encounter this power powerful
0: weapon. Yipper. So in a nutshell, and we'll get into this more in, in next in our next episode, the legacy weapon has had previous owners and it retains some of their abilities and powers that it conveys to the current owner.
1: Right. So it, it works around some of the issues that you run into with single player dungeon world where you may not have the scope of powers that you need to function as a single player in that world, right?
0: exactly yep that's the thing it's actually out it's out there to solve so cool that was the. so that's the thing we agreed upon so now let we're now we would be getting into our session zero now in the past when i used to do this like i would have some notes down and this would just be kind of like a rambling discussion with my players and eventually we'd be like yeah that sounds about right all right let's go make some characters right but a few weeks ago i was listening uh to the Gauntlet. And uh, Jason Cordova was talking about a technique that another Gauntlet member and I wish I could remember who the person's name was because I would give them proper credit, but I can't. Um, but I will credit the Gauntlet. I will credit the Gauntlet community. Well, there's so many brilliant people in the community <laughs> doing brilliant things. I know. How
1: do you keep track?
0: Right. But in this case, uh, the technique is called Cats, and I really liked it. And it's kind of a session zero, and you can even use this for a one shot. By the way, you just do a faster version of it, mm-hmm. and it stands for concept, aim, tone, and subject matter. And so, I wanted to use cats for doing our session as the framework for our session zero. You uh, you cool with that?
1: Yeah, that sounds great to me.
0: Okay, awesome. So let's start with C is for concept. So the concept, I'm going to tell you what I was thinking. And then you at any time interject, um, and then ask questions, and then when I'm when I if I get through a section, and uh, I will make sure that you have a chance to you know add anything else you want to it.
1: Right? This, is that okay? Yes, absolutely. And this is the part where we should say again, like a lot of this stuff is not coming to me as a surprise, right? Because we've been sessioning zeroing for. A little warm.
0: on and off, yeah, <laughs> off and I mean, some of it I came up with, I mean, some of it I came up with like earlier this week because I started working on the campaign, well,
1: world. yeah, exactly, so that's the stuff that's gonna be new to me,
0: right Hit me with it. all right, so so the so the game that we're gonna tell is the tale of of a legendary weapon as it travels through time, so I have uh jotted some really brief notes on a fantasy world that has five defined ages, and the first age was called The Reign of the Dead Gods. Now, as a little side note, the dead gods are a little thing that Chris and I do pretty much in all of our fantasy games that we run. We use the same pantheon of um, these terrible... We call them dead gods, but they're like these terrible ancient gods... None of them are none of them are particularly good. Like there's no palor in the bunch.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> so they're all kind of terrible and selfish in their own ways, um, and even the ones that are kind of good are still kind of not neutral? good. Neutral. Yeah. At, at neutral. At evil. Best? At best. Exactly. Okay. Um, and we'll get into those, because as we talk about the game, we'll talk about we'll talk about the pantheon of the dead gods. So anyway, this age, the reign of the dead gods, uh, is where the, the gods actually lived on the world and ruled uh, the people directly. Um, and again, they were not good in any manner. And that age persisted for some time and ended with the gods' war, where the gods went to war with each other. And eventually, they all destroyed each other's avatars and were forced off of the world. So, they still have some interaction with it, but they no longer have physical representation. Right. Okay. Then the age that followed that is known as the Lost Age. So, in the wake of the loss of the gods, uh, the land is conquered by monsters and other creatures. And humanity... And dwarves and elves and humans are all kind of forced into small fortresses dotted around the land. And it's a time where it's, like, too dangerous to venture far away from your fortresses. There are brave people who do it, but it's, like, really risky. Like, you are you are clearly not the alpha predator. Yeah. Like, once you step out of these fortresses. Right. And that's actually where I want to start our game is in the Lost Age.
1: That seems like a really cool place to start to me because... There's a lot of possible drama and a lot of ages for us to. There's more ages for us to progress into and explore into, which I like. Yes, but I also like not starting with the gods actually present because I, I don't know. That's a different. It's a different power differential.
0: What am I? thinking? It's not really the power differential that that Dungeon World was designed for no. either.
1: Yeah. So it's that. But yeah. So I I, I like I like um. I like starting there. I think that's a cool adventurous place to start, and I think it's a good place you know it's the it's sort of the on the ropes age, right
0: oh, yeah, it's totally on the yeah yeah it's totally it's a very precarious age yes it, you know so
1: it's a good place it is to the start
0: absolutely okay so we'll so we'll we'll have you make a character, and uh our first adventure will be about finding the legacy weapon, yep, and then uh at some point uh your character will either die. Uh, or that character's story will conclude and then we'll have the weapon pass on to somebody else.
1: Yeah. So the thing that I would say about that part, the the part of that that really fascinates me that we've been toying around with is the concept of this weapon needing to be present at certain momentous kind of points in the timeline right which which is not necessarily to say that we see those with those characters that i'm going to play but that in some way their actions get that weapon to the right place at the right time and then that even so even if they like die mid-dungeon or something like that that they still kind of like accomplished whatever purpose the weapon needed from them in that ongoing sense so that we make it kind of something it, it could be tragic it could be extremely tragic but it it's like triumphant at the same time in the terms of like the the big picture versus the small picture right
0: yeah absolutely so
1: that's a piece that I, fascinates me about playing this iteratively
0: yeah i i also like the idea that this campaign isn't set on one hero yes but it really it's on the it's on the weapon and it's um it's an opportunity to actually play all sorts of different characters. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think will be fun. I think that will be fun for you because I think you'll get to try w- out different personalities and, a, and things like that. It
1: will be a test of my role playing abilities and everybody will get to see. How yes, many only one of the characters I have?
0: <laughs> only the only one of the characters can be a short redhead. They're not always um,
1: redheads. <laughs>
0: They they are statistically Statistically almost redheads. Statistically (sighs) short, under five foot
1: redheads. (sighs) I guess I need to play someone tall with like black hair.
0: There you go. You're barbarian from when we first played Dungeon World. She was epic. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, okay, cool. All right. So 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 concept. I think we're both on board. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so too.
0: Um, Which kind of drifts into aim We should maybe
1: mention one more thing about the concept that we didn't cover here, which is that we were also talking about this in terms of like, is that this weapon is always going to be carried by people who identify as femme, right? Yes,
0: we actually didn't say that. We
1: didn't say that. And that's something that we've been talking about is like, that's a very specific idea and part of the story that that we've been toying around with creating is that it's going to have this kind of linkage of like, basically these heroines going through. Right.
0: Yep. And I think we can further define that when we get into next week's episode, when we actually um, create the legacy weapon weapon
1: itself. But I wanted to say that like,
0: no, it's cool. I liked, and we talked about that and it was actually something I was very, uh, I was very down for as well.
1: Yes. Yeah. So that was, that was a really specific thing that, Mm-hmm. it was there uh, please carry on with the aim
0: okay so the aim i i don't have too many notes for this because i i know i think we're pretty sure i i know where i would like this to go and i think we're on the same page yeah so for the aim we want to tell an epic time-spanning tale
1: yeah yes
0: right like like many short stories compiled into like an anthology yes. is kind of what i'm what i'm thinking yes all right cool
1: totally with you on that
0: yeah <laughs> Yep. And so that the weapon is one of the forces uh, for change in this world. Yeah. So it has, a, it has a tendency to be in the hands of someone um, in the right place at the right time. Yes. Okay. Um, and um, it is, I think you said this before, it's responsible at times directly and at times indirectly for major changes in the world.
1: Yes. Um, yep. Meaning that, you know, sometimes it's the butterfly effect. Sometimes there's some yes. chaos theory happening here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Some like you rescue, you rescue a girl from a group of orcs that were going to eat her. And as it turns out, as we advance the game, like you find out she's like a fierce warlord who led a rebellion or something exactly. like 18, 20 years later. Yes. Or you are playing her.
1: Well, yeah. Next character. Yeah. I just play her. Yeah. That'd be cool. Exactly. That's very cool. Okay. Okay. Yeah, totally. All I'm right. In um, I'm in for it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> good all right so uh, tone of the game so this is a really important one if you and i were going to have a problem yes playing a game yes this is where if we weren't doing session zero this is where we would likely have the problem yes
1: okay Agree. <laughs> you and
0: i right because you and i have very you and i have different tones when we run games i like to play darker and more serious games Right, I like I like I like things a little dark, a little grim. Um, I do like serious I do like serious games. You have a habit of playing more zany games.
1: Can I clarify?
0: You should. Right. You should. So my
1: clarification is, I have a habit of running more zany games. Right? Because I have played some dark stuff. So no, I'm, you absolutely have. Yeah. So I actually. Um, the thing that I am just going to say right out is that I don't have any problems with playing dark games. It's not my comfort zone to run
0: them. Okay, good. Good. I, I mean, I I am definitely going to run this more serious. I mean, there'll be times for levity and humor. Yeah. But the game is not a comedy. No. It's, like, that's the tone I'm shooting for. Yeah,
1: no, it's it's definitely, to me, everything about it feels very epic.
0: Yeah. Right? I love it. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Good. Th- this game will definitely be adventurous, right? Like, it's it's not going to be like gritty, like rusty knives and alleys, right? Like, yeah. they will be good. I wouldn't. I be, wouldn't some... be super
1: into like. I'm not. I'm not. Don't do Batman grit on me. Like.
0: Yeah. No. 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 This will definitely have adventure. This will definitely have you know heroic actions, stunts. You know, um, interesting locales for fighting and then exploring and things like that. Heck yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. On to subject matter. Yes. Um, so for sure, this game is going to have its share of violence. Yep. It is a story about a weapon. So I think while there's a reasonable amount of negotiation and stuff like that, that's possible. I don't think we need to shy away from violence in the game because uh, it's a weapon. It's an epic weapon, actually. So It is uh,
1: literally that. Yes. A yeah, legacy so weapon, if you would.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so so violence is definitely going to be a part of the of, of the game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would like the game to have queer content in terms of both your character. Uh, not that I'm going to impose anything on your character, but I like want that to be completely on the table, right? Yeah. And the rest of the world, like right. I would like that to be a thing.
1: Um, in the game.
0: and yeah let's yeah let's let's queer it up and i i to that i also want to say that if you see an opportunity that i have not taken to put some element of queerness into the world like call me out on it and we'll see if we can actually just make the change right in game
1: yeah cool
0: so cool okay good the other thing i wanted to mention is that like I I don't want this world, I don't want this world to be like an analog of Earth, and more importantly, not of Western Europe. Yes. Right? Because fantasy tends to, I mean, fantasies, you know, historical ties tend to track to, you know, medieval Western Europe, and I would like to not, I'd like to as not as much as possible, I would like to try to get away from that.
1: Right. We're going to be dealing with some certain tropes that are, like the way that we generally consider fantasy but i don't think that having having said that i don't think we need to or we should actively work to not to the best of our ability because you know some of this stuff is just super ingrained so you know we'll call each other on it if it comes up right but like um to the best of our ability i don't think that we need to you know, we should actively work against things like the kind of sexism that we see in fantasy tropes, the kind of racism that we see in like standard fantasy tropes, all of that kind of stuff. That's
0: Yeah, I I, I would like you to call me out. Well, like if you see a if, if you see us falling into a pit trap like that, like
1: Yeah, like, you need to call, call me, me out. out too, like because I've read a crap ton of fantasy in my life. And so I have a lot of notions that I know are shaped by that. I read fantasy for years and years and years and years and years before I ever played a game. So, yeah.
0: So I guess what I'm saying is, like, if I go to describe the ruler of a town and I immediately default to, like, white dude, like, go ahead and feel free to just poke me and be like, try again. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Try again. Sorry. Try again. You lose. (laughs)
0: <laughs> right. And that's not to say that, like, a white guy can't be in charge of a town somewhere in this game, but I also don't want it to be the... Um, the default. Yeah, I don't want it to be the default. Like, I want us to, again, I want us to kind of, you know, break out of that Western Europe mold as much as possible.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. 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 We seem to be on the same page yeah, with that. that is, page. The, those are pretty much things that are very much us anyway. Yeah. All right, let's talk about safety real quick. So... I think we should I think we should use two safety tools in the game. Uh-huh. And the first one is one that I always like, which is lines and veils. Yep,
1: I'm always on board with that one.
0: Do you have any hard lines of content you do not want in the game?
1: Yeah, I do not want I'm not okay with things like child torture basically if we could not involve children in situations that go past you know, mild kidnapping, I guess. I'm trying to look for where the real line is there, right? Child nope, violence good. is a good way to say so it. So no yeah.
0: child violence. So I can put I can put a child in the hands of a monster uh in a threatening way, I can't start chomping on the kid.
1: Yeah, you can't eviscerate it in don't eviscerate children in front of me, please. I'm,
0: I'm, it, it, these are lines I'm very comfortable <laughs>
1: yeah, with. Yeah, I, I I thought you... These, so, frankly, these are lines that, having played with you before, I feel very comfortable that, like, I don't think that these things would come up. But for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to go ahead and state some of my lines and veils that I play with consistently. Absolutely. That I always throw at the table when I don't know the people that I'm playing with, right? Other lines. You know what? That's pretty much my lines, I think. I'm Where actually are you put comfortable it under with it? Yeah. Okay, so you should say it. So it's rape. Yeah,
0: it's not something I need in the game. Right. So we can just—I'm just, just going to line it out. Like we're just not going to have rape slash sexual assault as a content of the game. Yes. That—that's—that's um, not to say there. That. <laughs> that's not to say there can't be threats of it or whatever, depending on you know creature, monster, person, whatever. But it, it don't actually like we're not carrying any of that out. Yeah. Like that, that I just don't. We don't need that in the game.
1: So that's that's where I'm very comfortable with it like it might be a it might come up as a topic I don't want it to be on screen right which is the only reason that I was going to put it under veils.
0: Yep, and I'll actually think I'll just take it one notch back from that.
1: Yeah. I'm really and just good with not that. bother. Yep, yep, I'm really good with
0: that. Any veils? Do you have any veils? Um, I have one.
1: What's your one?
0: My one is sex. So right, that's- I have no problem having sex in the game. Yep. I have no need to describe it right uh, I don't mind describing the aftermath of said sex you know like the it's, room is torn asunder it's putting like, on the boots <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I, how I, I, Weiss
1: I describes it it's the scene where yes. you're putting on your boots
0: <laughs> yeah I mean I'm okay with the right up I'm like okay with the right at the moment it's about to happen and I'm and okay with the moment after it's happened yep. but I am totally okay just not not narrating that. That
1: is the same one that I was thinking of.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh and that's and I mean to be honest, uh, the your our lines and veils that we just described are pretty much the ones I use pretty much everywhere I game.
1: Yeah. Well, let me add one more veil, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So my my other veil is um it it, it it really just comes down to levels because I am expecting violence in this game because it's a game about a weapon, right? Like, and I don't yep. have a problem with blood, but I would prefer that we veil, um oh, shit, uh movie with so much blood. Kill Bill? Thank you. <laughs> See, you know what I was talking about. If we could veil that level of gore... <laughs> So yep. just call it gore because, like, I don't mind, like, dramatic descriptions of, like, you know, the last drop of blood sliding down the blade or something. But I don't need graphic descriptions about people's innards or... Um, Coming like, apart s- like a
0: golf ball or something. Sprays of yeah.
1: gore, like, that kind of... We don't, we don't need to go
0: there. I'm totally with yeah. you. Yeah. Rock on. Okay. <laughs> all right, good. Um, all right, so with our lines and veil set... And uh, since we're playing playing online, normally I would just have an X card out when we play. Right. And not that we can't use an X card when we play online, but you and I have actually adapted a tool that we actually like quite a bit for Turning Point, which I think would work fine here, which is the OK Check-In.
1: Yes, absolutely. And what we should do, having said that, is share that graphic out with this episode, right? Yeah. mm
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, real quick the okay check in uh, just to summarize it is that at any point in the game either one of us can make an okay sign which is basically asking the other one are you okay there are four responses there's a thumbs up which says i'm okay and you can actually push the yeah. scene a little harder awesome keep going yeah. yep then there's a handout in front like a stop uh, but it's not actually a stop this is a slow down
1: yeah hold this is hold here no hold here don't push I'm- any further
0: yeah, I'm okay with what's going on, but just don't push the scene any more intense. Yeah. Then there is the thumbs down. Um that is I am not I okay. I'm not
1: okay. This is like hitting the X card.
0: Yep, and we will stop and have a talk at any time. In fact, you don't have to be prompted with the okay to actually do the hand symbol. Like if something comes up, you can just thumbs, thumbs down. down me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the last one is the wavy hand. The wobble, the hand wobble. Hand wobble, wobble is wobble. I don't know how I feel. But we still treat that like it's a thumbs down. Yeah. Because if you don't know how you feel, we're going to go with being, we fall on the side of cautious rather than like, hey, we're just going to push on, right? Like if you got to do the wobbly hand, we should probably have a talk.
1: Right. We should pause, have a talk, figure out what's happening, and then decide what we're going to do from there based on sorting out those feelings.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So you you good with the okay check-in?
1: Of course I am
0: awesome i know i i I I mean i love those words you did indeed cool all right so i i think that's all i have for our session zero do you feel like you have a good idea what this game's gonna be like
1: oh yeah i'm really excited for it i've been excited for it for a while and i can't wait to share with everybody like our like our more specific like character generation weapon stuff
0: (laughs) yeah well that's and so next week Next week when you come back, uh, we will be doing character generation. Now, quick hint, for the sake of time, we're actually going to do most of it during the week. Yes. And the episode will be us telling you more about it so that you don't sit and listen to Senda like looking through the playbook going, hmm, what move do I want to take? Maybe this one. Maybe this one. Maybe that one. Mm, Right.
1: Let me think about this.
0: Right. Instead, we'll just want to have edit that. that done. Yeah,
1: frankly, I don't want yeah. to edit that. Because yeah, right. I really respect Ryan and Amelia from the Character Creation cast, because my least favorite part of podcasts to edit is Character Creation.
0: And they do a whole show they about do. it. They
1: do. All they do is Character Creation.
0: So <laughs> right. if you guys want so, to hear
1: some Character Creation, just go listen to the Character Creation cast, instead of listening to me do it.
0: Right. And now we also have two things we have to generate. We have to generate your actual character, which is the first... Of the characters you're going to play. Yes. But not the first wielder of the legacy weapon. Right. The legacy weapon's its own playbook, and we will actually define a handful of previous owners. We'll only talk about them at a high level and name them, but there'll be some past owners that uh, will come up later in the game. Yes. As we get into using the weapon. Yes. Cool. All right. So then my homework for you is Uh um, you're going to need to read the legacy weapon.
1: Yes, And good. get
0: familiar with it. Okay. Luckily, it's not long. I, I know. you're super busy, it's, it's but okay. it, it's not long. <laughs> and I will make sure that you, um, if you don't already have it, I'll make sure you have a copy of it.
1: Yeah, thank you. I think you are right, sent cool. it to me. Good. All right, so that is kind of what a session zero looks like. I think we have good expectations for our game, and we set some good expectations about the tone that we're going to do for this particular game. And covered content and safety, both of which are extremely important because they dictate sort of the direction we expect this to go and how we want to play it um, and how we're going to make sure that we can dive into whatever areas we want to without playing unsafely for either one of us.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So good. Um, So let's go. And uh, before we close out the show, so tell me about another show on the Mister Mark Network.
1: Well, the Cypher Speak podcast is an engaging discussion that covers the evocative and inclusive settings of the cypher system. Darcy and Troy are entertaining co-hosts who offer GM advice and ideas for use in your games. And they're pretty awesome. They kind of do a show like this, except maybe without <laughs> the AP part that we're doing now.
0: Although once they hear this. They might. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Cool. All right. So, uh, Senda, where do people reach us on the Internet?
1: Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the Misdirected Mark Google Plus community for a little while longer, while Google Plus still exists, at least. And Mm -hmm. you can drop us an email, panda at MisdirectedMark.com. And Phil, once they have that information, what can they do with it?
0: So you can still send topics. Uh-huh. And as the AP gets underway,
1: you can ask
0: us questions, questions yeah. about what's going on. We will be happy to answer those as well.
1: Oh, oh, let um, me offer one more thing here. Yeah. You can send us names.
0: Oh yeah, indeed. Send, send us, us names. Well, let me caveat that.
1: Okay. We have some don't, of these people named, right?
0: Don't send us any Don't send us any fourth wall jarring names.
1: Yes. Well, we if like, you do, we won't use them. Sorry. We won't
0: use them. Because we are playing a we are playing a serious tone game. So
1: let's have a tone discussion with our audience here.
0: (laughs) So by all means, if you want to send us like some of your favorite character names and things like that, we will happily incorporate them into the game so that you can kind of hear your character get a shout out uh, in the game. But uh, yeah, no silly names because we will police them pretty hard.
1: Yes. Good. Okay, cool.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh the other thing you can do, um there's a thing besides sending us stuff. What's the other thing you can do with our social media tags that are so awesome?
1: Well, you can send us your table selfies because uh, now we're going to be playing a game. We still want to see what you guys are playing. So next time you're sitting down to play a game, take a table selfie. Hashtag it table selfie. Post it on Twitter preferentially because I can find them all there. But I will try to find them on the social media of your choice. And we will swing by and like it because we love to see what you guys are playing.
0: If you like what we do here elsewhere on the Misdirector Mark Network, you can join our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons of the campaign get all sorts of goodies. You get access to our Slack Room for Life. You get the show notes from the show. You get the bonus outtakes. You get the after show from Misdirector Mark. You will even get a copy of our character sheets. Oh, yeah. Uh, for, for this game. Nice. So you can, see, um, you can see all of Sunda's characters plus the legacy weapon in its full regaled glory as we kind of uh, grow the weapon through play
1: you guys we're totally uh, coming up with some of this stuff on the fly it's great
0: <laughs> oh it's gonna be such a blast it'll be awesome it'll be great uh we also like to shout out to our patrons and i'll just do them really quick tonight uh pk sullivan the royal rocketeer thank you very much thanks pk sean merwin the mad wizard thanks sean. He's like one of the hosts
1: yeah he sure. kind of is but apparently but
0: supporting also the network too
1: supporting the network but, but he also thanks. has a menagerie i hear
0: oh the yeah the mad wizards menagerie now on patreon a separate patreon campaign being done by encoded designs <laughs> cha <Cha-ching>. um <laughs> and evil rich thanks evil rich you're so evil keep it keep it evil ri- <laughs> keep it evil rich keep it evil All right, Senda, what's the other thing you can do besides supporting the Patreon campaign, which if you can't support the Patreon campaign or are already supporting it, both are fine, that you can do that makes Panda so happy that he falls out of his a little rocker and rolls down the hill into a thing of bamboo.
1: You can write us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Every new review really does actually help new people find the show. If you post it outside of the US or at a different place than Apple, please just drop us a note because we really, really love to see what you guys write. It gives us artistic validation and all sorts of good feels and like, you know, pandas falling out of rocking chairs and rolling down hills and stuff.
0: Say Senda. Show me your character concept for your first character. Heck yes!
1: This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Show me what you got, 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 Show me what you got,
0: eh, show me what you got, show me
1: what you got, eh. Bloop, Okay, Do are here. I'm, I'm, hang, hang on, Yeti, oh, no. Yeti, I forgot to check you. Did you have that. a We're clicky good. fail? Yep. Yeti. Nope. Nope. Okay. I got I got waveforms. I just suddenly, because my mic was being a little weird at you earlier, I was suddenly like, uh... I
0: know. You should do that thing I do. You should just do that. Like
1: I should just do it. Do I five, could do it at the same time as you. I know you should
0: do like five seconds, play it back, make sure it sounds right. Because the one time where it wasn't right, I played it back and I'm like, boy, that doesn't sound right. Like, I am sound really far away. And I was like, damn it. Yeah... And the time that I didn't do yeah, the recording. Yeah,
1: I know. The one time that you didn't. It
0: was the wrong it mic. It was
1: the wrong bike.
0: That's the worst.
1: Boy, I've heard some other podcasts have that same problem. And I'm always like, oh, I know what happened. I'm and like, I'm, I'm so like, respect. Sorry. Like,
0: respect. It's I get it. It's so
1: awful when you do that. Uh-huh
0: it's the worst. I I used to be like indignant about those things, but I'm like, no, nope, that happens even to the best like and and the it's thing is to, we are
1: professionals and it definitely happens here, to us. Here's
0: the thing that I um oh.
1: oh I totally just ran into my table.
0: That's okay. We're still in the you if you'd run into the table during the episode, we got problems. Bloop. Um I did <laughs> not I did not bring down spreading. my big uh I did not bring down my you big didn't drink. Bring it
1: down? I had hot apple cider, but it is gone now.
0: I had a I had a uh, cool apple cider and a donut before I um actually I finished I, mean, I finished all my work, and then I sat with a book for like forty five minutes and read while uh, eating uh, a donut and some and drinking some apple cider. That was um that was pretty delightful.
1: Yeah, but did you press your own apple cider by hand?
0: Uh, no, but I used apples that are actually grown where I live.
1: Hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you pressed your own apple cider. I could
1: have bought the ones that were grown where I live. It was just like way more I'm expensive. I'm sorry.
0: I'm do, sorry. Does, do does Colorado grow apples?
1: Yeah, um, we do. Like not on a huge scale. We're more, there's more of a peach thing. Orchard. Yeah, I'm, I I
0: was gonna say I didn't think Colorado was known for. Washington has apples. Bloop. I think there's another state in the U.S. that's known for its apples. If I could only think of what that state <laughs> is. I I mean they've even 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 the Shut up. even there's a name yeah. of an apple that's no. like named no. like after no. the state like
1: oh there's a state named Pink Lady. I had no idea. No,
0: but try Empire. <laughs> As in, we are the Empire State.
1: <laughs> you know what? My new office is super close to one of the microbrewery cider places.
0: Now that's hot.
1: Which is pretty awesome. C- can you as well ship as the that? amazing curry. No, because it's liquid. That, and I alcohol. mean, Kevin
0: Lovecraft had shipped.
1: I know, I know, I know. You can, you, you have to do it like surreptitiously without admitting to them that that's I see, what you're I shipping. See. Sorry, Kevin
0: Lovecraft. I didn't mean to blow you in on that.
1: Bloop. Um, <laughs> shipping alcohol across state lines gets like interesting
0: it's in my blood
1: <laughs> shipping alcohol across state lines
0: my great-grandfather was a bootlegger it's listen good. i bought a I, I bought a bag we should probably oh. talk about this before the show starts. oh, I, I oh bought yeah a bag. you bought a bag i bought a bag too oh you did you, you bought <laughs> why did you buy a bag I bought a bag. Wait, wait. I'm- it's 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 time for our segment. <laughs> panda's pandas talk- talking bags. Panda's talking bags. <laughs> now, you know the raccoons, they just like for them it's trash bags.
1: Right. It is trash bags for the raccoons.
0: Yeah. But for us, for us pandas, so what right. what happened? What happened? What, what led to a bag here?
1: Right. Well, so um, there's no parking by my office unless I pay for it, which I was paying for it. And then I was like, this is dumb. If I park like four to six blocks away, I don't have to pay for parking. So I started parking like six blocks away sometimes seven so like four to seven blocks away right if i park four to seven blocks away i don't have to pay for parking so then i was like woohoo i don't have to pay for parking and then i was like lugging my computers my computer case my purse my lunchbox and my water bottle and i was like this is not working for me this is too many things right mm-hmm. and then i was like okay well i have this lovely backpack well has a laptop thingy and everything. It's the one I take to all the cons, and so I put everything in there. And I was like, "This is unbelievably too huge for what I need on a day-to-day it, it, basis." It's a big.
0: That's like a twenty-five to thirty-liter bag, right? I think like it's
1: thirty, based on looking up the most similar one I could yep, find.
0: Yep. So it's like a thirty-liter bag. It's not small. Yeah.
1: No, no, it's 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 significant, and all it needs to fit is my laptop, my purse, and possibly a lunch. Right. Like, and my lunches are not huge right so, like they So what did you
0: what did you do when you realized you needed a new bag?
1: I said, "Hey, Phil." <laughs> and you said
0: And I said, "Hey, sanda
1: And <laughs> said, "I think I need a new bag."
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like a good solid backpack, good weight distribution. Yep. now I I looked into all those things when I uh, made that selection for you
1: i appreciate it
0: do what i can i uh i like to do it like as soon as you said it i was like oh let me uh, <laughs> i like i don't even know what else i did that morning i was like oh, <laughs> let me stop i have to do some work
1: this is important this the, is important the bag stuff. signal has been lit
0: uh-huh <laughs> so anyway hey, we so should
1: do yeah so like next next in. week
0: next yeah. week when we Ooh. record
1: Ooh, we'll do we'll the We'll both actually
0: have our bags. Ooh. Yeah. So Ooh. it we'll have a second episode of Pandas Talks Bags.
1: Pandas Talking Bags.
0: Pandas Talking Bags. That's that's better. It's a better yeah. title. All right. Do you want to actually do pa- the show? See,
1: Pandas Pandas Talk Bags is a, the Twitter handle.
0: Right, right, right. Panda panda's stock talk. bags.
1: Panda stock bags. Panda <laughs> Stock Bags.
0: Yeah. Okay. You want to do the show?
1: Yeah, we should really do a show. Okay, ready? Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Ow. You forgot to make me red. Bloop. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) What? I'm making it red. There we go.
0: Now the show notes are black and white and red.
1: Well, I mean, they were before, but that bit was still black.
0: I must have missed a spot.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Bloop. What am I supposed to do with that?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Just leave it in there. See what happens.
1: Bonus outtakes. Just just put it in. I'm just going to put it in.
0: (laughs) I don't know. Bloop. <laughs> <"Zoom- laughs>
1: you going to start this show or what?
0: I'm just waiting for you to finish making that face.
1: <laughs> no one was supposed to know that I was making a face. You called it out.
0: Bloop.
1: Meow. Meow. Bloop. Boom. Boom. All right,
0: Senda, the show's long enough. Just drop in the music right here.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. Good. Phil is already doing um, uh, 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 uh,
0: exploratory. There we play. go. I
1: was like experimental. That's not quite right. <laughs> Bloop. This is getting to be a really long transitional sentence. Every time it just keeps getting longer, describing how the panda. Falls
0: I'm just ad-libbing it.
1: And the bamboo. It's okay, it's
0: cute, man. Pandas, pandas fall. Pandas falling pandas down pandas. are adorable.
1: I know they're fantastic. Anyway.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> Good, I like how you didn't even talk about the thing where it bubbles up like it helps other people find the show. You just literally I did. like I it did just totally validates us. No,
1: I, I said that. I said the bit about it. Helping I missed the that people. part. I just yeah, I got you, to the part where it's like it totally out. validates us. You zoned out and went right for the artistic validation. <laughs> I'm tired.
0: <laughs> I'm sleepy.
1: I know, we got to end the show because there's a thing we forgot to talk about at the beginning of the show and it's really important. Oh boy. Yeah. Bloop. She's short, and she's got, got, got red got. hair. <laughs> oh boy, show me what you got. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay, so here's the thing we forgot to talk about. What did we about. forget? What did we so, forget? It's a late. lovely person named Jasmine... Oh, yes, yes,
0: yes, yes.
1: <laughs> ...sent us the most amazing audio that has ever been amazed by amazing audio of amazing.
0: Are you going to put it in the episode? I'm
1: going to put it in the episode, but, like, okay. we just have to say right here, I don't think... That I have ever experienced anything that is so simultaneously flattering and adorable, like all smooshed into one?
0: Uh, I think only one other time it has ever happened. And I think that's when, um, was it Eric's daughter <laughs> know, who spelled Troy's I-
1: daughter? I D E. Troy's daughter, yes. L L A.
0: Okay, but stop real quick. Now tell, what, tell this adorable story.
1: <laughs> this adorable story is that um, Jasmine's daughter. Um, Has heard the opening of our show so many times that she does it in her adorable toddler voice. And we are going to include that audio because you should all experience the amazingness that is yes. this tiny girl going, Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil.
0: What do you it's want really to talk cute. about today? <laughs> hey, Survivor. And talk about. Him. Uh-huh.
1: Anyway, hey, now we can end one, the show.
0: It's 101.
1: Yes, I know. But I but, had oh, it's to. both the
0: time and the length of the show. Oh. How creepy.
1: <laughs> I was like, wow, it 11.02. No, it's 102 for you, and we are 102 minutes in.
0: <sighs> dun dun dun. Halloween moment. You ready to go?
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. Bye. Bye. <sighs>